0: Welcome back to how we live online. I'm Christina. I'm Joanna. And we have a great episode for you today. Season three, episode two. This is something that I wanted to talk about. And I think I think I said season one, I was like, dang, I wish I would have mentioned this. Um, And now I'm getting to do a whole episode about it, which is exciting to me. Um, I've been having this idea about the morning routine, skincare, makeup, workout, nighttime routine of it all being almost cultish to the point of ritualistic. Like it feels like we have become, not we, collective we, but a lot of people or just the trend of it is ritualistic to me. And it has that added Weirdness of being obviously performative because it's something that people post online, right? So, I'm going to be talking about morning skincare, makeup, workout, nighttime routine, routine content as ritual today. And I'm going to be talking about rituals. So, Joanna, what do you think of when you think of rituals? When I think of rituals, I think of like
1: witches or Catholics. Okay, they have a lot in common. Catholics? No, those are like the... My mom and I actually decided that we're going to re- embark on some religious education, like, okay of all religions to, like, learn more. Um, I feel like it's a good thing to know. And there's, like, a lot of history there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of curious, and I feel out of the loop on something. So... But yeah, I guess that's what I think of. I think of, like, one, witches (laughs) and, like, spells. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, the ritual of making something in your pot in a -hmm. certain moonlight on a certain day. Yeah, or cauldron, if you will. That kind of witch. So really, like, a Disney witch. Not... (laughs) A hocus pocus witch. Yeah. As I said, I'm not... Educated on spiritual not the Wicca, things. not the Wiccan, <laughs> not the Wiccan. I don't. I. I. As I say, I don't know much about these things.
0: I had a student who was Wiccan last well, two years ago, and they wrote wrote this really interesting essay about like Wiccan or witchy or wizardy stories and why like it, they often have like a huge queer cult following because of like the occult and queerness being in this like kind of. Strange in between
1: space. There's also pregame rituals.
0: Yes, talk about. I was going to mention those and I was like, I wonder if Joanna will mention them up top when I ask this question. Yeah, explain that.
1: Well, your pregame ritual is, and this also is like superstitious. <laughs> but I think it is, it's like, I mean, part of it is sort of like a superstition, right? Some people think that they have to follow the same steps, like eat the same snack, listen to the same songs tie their shoes the same way in order to perform well in the game. Or some people, Mm -hmm. you know, a pregame ritual can just be like your set of steps that you do to pump yourself up. Or, I mean, also like eating a snack, like you have to, it's a good idea to eat eat a snack before you do your athletic performance, but what you eat, you know, there's kind of some... Mm -hmm it can really affect you. Like if, okay, there's also such a thing as the PGP, the pregame poop. Right, yeah, okay. That's really important. And that also is affected by the snack you eat, how much water you're drinking.
0: That's an important thing. The PGP, I would say, is good for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like I remember I was like at Mardi Gras and my friend's roommate was like, this is
1: something we all have to try to do before we leave for the day. Yeah, yeah. no, if if you don't get it in, your whole routine's thrown out. Out? (laughs) If you do get it in, holy moly. (laughs) Well, what were you going to ask me? Oh, I was going to ask you, when you think of routine content, what do you think of? Like, if there were any periods in Mm. your life where you were particularly swayed by routine content or not. The... When I think of routine content, now
0: I think of videos on TikTok or Reels or whatever of people clicking their lights on, you see their messy bed, and now they make their bed. And now they have a really nice pajama set on or something. And now they're filling up their water and now they're drinking it. And now they're brushing their teeth and doing all these things to help their body or whatever and you know that could be for makeup and for makeup it's different usually someone is sitting in front of their camera and there's a cool studio light on them and they're like tapping their little brush on their palette and then they start doing their makeup um and there are a lot of like crisp kind of cuts to the next video same with workout videos like they're doing two crunches but it says that they just did 100 or something and then i mean that's a really big number and then you go through their workout but in like a 10 second span or whatever so that's what I think of. I feel like the probably the first thing that I watched that had to do with that was likely a makeup video. And it was probably like an everyday makeup tutorial, which I think is different than the makeup routine video because the makeup tutorial is generally more, it's, it's trying to teach, you know, people how to do the same. But makeup routine is kind of like my face is bare. Now it's magically has its first layer on and da-da-da-da-da, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I think of.
1: It's interesting because, like, you're – and I I agree with what you're saying of your very, like, aesthetic description or, like, Mm -hmm. how routine content stands out aesthetically. But – and I don't disagree with it, but I also just think about, like, when I'm consuming routine content or when I have in the past, like, I'm – essentially like looking for some like it's not about what it looks like it's about like the magic combination of things to do that will Mm -hmm. achieve happiness or like achieve like your healthy body because and I think Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if this is the type of workout routine that you are describing But something that I've watched is like a week of workouts. So it's like not workout as part of your routine, but it's like only your workout routine. So like sort of like a makeup tutorial, like how you're Mm -hmm. saying there's a difference between makeup routine Mm -hmm. and makeup tutorial. Mm -hmm. It's like they're telling you like on Monday I do legs, like Tuesday I do cardio, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, and like mm-hmm. they go in detail every day, but that's it. It's like not any other like breakfast or like <laughs> any other parts of the routine. It's just like the workout routine or like morning routine, which I feel like, you know, in my head, I think I've been more drawn to those types of things when I've been in some kind of rut myself. And it's like, oh, these things will give me ideas um, for workouts or ideas for different things that I could incorporate into my Day that will, you know, make it better. But I agree that there's something really strange about like the staging of it all. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like that part. It's like, how much Mm -hmm. earlier did you have to wake up to like go catch the bus on time to like get all these shots? Like, because you had to film your entire morning routine that must take like literally double the amount of time as the normal thing takes.
0: And thank you, Joanna. So, Okay, I'm going to be talking about rituals and routines as they relate to routine content. And when I talk about routine content, I mean skincare routine, makeup routine, workout routine, nighttime, morning routine. Mostly I'm going to be talking about skincare routine because I think it has the best comparisons for the idea of ritual and like the, not the history of ritual, but like the way that people have been incorporating rituals in their lives for a long time. And I want to start with all of these different definitions of ritual, because I think that ritual is such a vast topic. There are so many different kinds of rituals, and I'm going to walk us through this first anthropologist's idea of ritual, and then a second one. I'm going to start with Max Gluckman's four different kinds of ritual, and then I'm going to talk about Victor Turner's idea of ritual as liminal space. And I think that all of those definitions will help us talk about skincare routines as a kind of modern ritual. Um, and I'll start with what I think ritual is. I think that rituals are something that people or something that individuals or communities do to either celebrate a transition to aid a transition. Or to make a change in their life in some way. I think it has a lot to do with transformation. Either that means like your house is dirty and now your house is clean, or you're a child and now you are a woman in terms of like a specific kind of religion and in your faith. Rituals aid in change, and it's something that you. Do often to aid that change. The first anthropologist that I want to talk about is Max Gluckman, and he has four different types of rituals that he talks about. The first one is magical action, which is the use of substances acting by mystical powers. The thing that I thought of with this is, you know, holy water or. You know, if you think of like a witch's brew, something that something mystical, some kind of substance or herb or whatever that's going to help heal you in some way. Um, And that's more about the the use of the substance than it is about the healing. Like the magical action is the use of the substance that is a mystical thing. Um, There's also religious action, and that is more calling to people to bring about spiritual or mystical power. Um, So prayer is like the biggest one, praying to your God or praying to your ancestors or to someone who's passed away prayer to like in the Catholic faith, particular saints. Like I'm pretty sure St. Christopher is the one Who has to do with um travel so like if you're going on a trip and you pray to him like your life will be easier (laughs) like your travels will be safe um so there's that religious action that really has to do with it's it's defined by calling to those people so thirdly there is substantive ritual which alters social relationships um by your reference to mystical notions. So your affiliation with a mystical thing will bring you a different kind of social relationship. So that is like, you will get some kind of clout if you do this ritual and you are associated with like this kinds of spiritual thing. I think that a good example, at least in my head, of substantive ritual would be about mitzvah where, you know, a, a gathering happens, a ceremony happens, and then a party happens where you're celebrating um, being a woman in the Jewish faith, and you have changed your social status by, you know, doing this ritual. You were once a child, and now you are an adult. Um, I think the divine right of kings also has to do with, is a kind of substantive ritual, um, The monarchy is associated with godliness, with divinity, and so they can hold this kind of social, not kind of, they can hold this social and governmental power. Okay, and then the last one I want to talk about that I think is the most relevant to what we are talking about in terms of like skincare routines is factative ritual and is a word that I did not know before I started researching this. And the word factative is a linguistic term that refers to verbs that are used to indicate the resulting condition of something. So that sounds really clunky, but essentially factative verbs are verbs like make a point or deem. They insinuate that like a change is going to occur. A result will happen from this thing. Um, So factative rituals increase productivity, they increase strength, they purify you, protect you, or in other ways, increase your material well-being. That's kind of what I think.
1: So where would like, you know, and maybe this is like two in the weeds, but you know, I get dressed every day in the morning. Mm -hmm. Which one is that? So I love that you brought this up. I will get to that after I'm done with the factative thing. Oh, we're still on factative. My aside on factative is Mm -hmm. I love this podcast because I can feel really smart explaining statistical control to Christina one week, and then I can feel really dumb hearing the term (laughs) linguistic term and thinking to myself, isn't a linguistic term just a word? Um, But then Christina explains it. It makes more (laughs) sense the next week well because you don't say like i am factative i mean you could but you, people would be like what the fuck are you talking about right but the word I like like, like i don't know to me the word linguistic means yeah of, of words so to say linguistic term doesn't make sense right away but word that of words. i know but when you explain it it makes sense but when i first <laughs> heard it i was like am i stupid <laughs> you're not the yes yes they're
0: so so <laughs> smart.
1: We differ on that. Okay, so
0: so basically, Joanna's not dumb, and I would argue that skincare routines increase your material well-being because. They like it in terms of like skincare routine content. Not only is your skin being transformed, but also you are like gaining a kind of you can gain material well being if you're selling those things, and you can also gain a uh, material well being when you, you know, garner an audience in some sort of way. Factative rituals also can incorporate all of those other kinds of rituals, like a factative ritual can be a combination of a social ceremony, and um, the use of magical action, like holy water. Um, So, a baptism I think could be a fact of ritual when it, you know, purifies you. Next!
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's the tape. (laughs) Going forward.
0: (laughs) So, okay, Victor Turner, a 20th century anthropologist, his big thing was that ritual is a liminal space. Um, It's is a social drama, which I think just means, you know, it can incorporate other people, it can be alone, and it can affect your social relationships. It's also a religious expression of the sacred of things that you value, and you want to, you know, increase in your life, like abundance, that kind of thing.
1: Okay, the gears are turning for me now when we get to okay. when we get to Turner. I really okay. like this.
0: Okay. Social drama. So, he also says adjacent is the immersive and performative events like I said I'm adding like dance and sport, but he particularly <laughs> specifies like backpacking. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's really <laughs> I think that's really funny because it's like emerging going on the
1: journey and emerging on the other side. Well, there's also like the Camino de Santiago, which is like, you know, the famous. I love the way we're pronouncing everything in Spanish. (laughs) Well, that one I was purposefully towing the line between between Camino de Santiago and full Camino de Santiago. (laughs) Santiago. But yeah, like (laughs) there's a lot of backpacking Like, there are are journeys that were originally, you know, not like done for like, you know, your post college soul searching, but like old timey people soul searching, just (laughs) a different font. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I thought
0: of backpacking and then I didn't think any further. But yeah, obviously, like Mecca, yeah, that kind of thing that's a ritual. And it's, you know, in this liminal space of the journey and backpacking in particular and the things in which you are actually moving through space in that time and going on a literal journey. You start at one place, you end up at the other through this ritual of walking. This liminal space is or can be transformative, immersive, materially and spiritually productive, which is essentially that factative ritual that we were talking about, transformative, performative, and transitional. And it'll get you from one place to the other. So. This reminds me so much of skincare content and routine content, because in those videos specifically, these people start off dirty, (laughs) they start off messy, oily, (laughs) or dry, or whatever, and then they end up being so clean, and there's the literal purifying idea of like i am clean now like i washed my face and there's also this like um i have emerged from my skincare routine a better more productive version of myself because i've spent this time with myself and right now i think we are having this conversation all you know always about productivity but not only about the things that i achieve in work or school or in social life that are productive, but also the ways that I take care of myself as being productive. So the skincare routine is another way to flex to other people, look at me and look at what I can do, um, look at what I can achieve on top of everything else. What is interesting to me, not just about like, I I think, so these 20th century anthropologists are talking about ritual as, you know, something people do for themselves to gain a spiritual awakening or some control in their lives or to pray for more safety, for health, for a new social status, for some kind of like, um, connection to divinity in those, more religious like social rituals like the batman so we were talking about or like even the divine right of kings um but what's crazy about this to me is that there's this added performance of not just doing the ritual but showing everyone that you did the ritual and proposing that this is something you do daily i think there's a lot of Just question marks for me there
1: well yeah I mean I think it's true what you're saying but also like I feel like performance has always been a big part like you always invite people to your bat mitzvah like that's a big celebration Mm -hmm. with everyone because like when you were saying the definition I was thinking oh this is all about like social performance and like And I don't think it is all about that, but I think a big part of it is the things you do because they're a part of your culture or they, to a certain extent, you know other people are holding you accountable to doing them or not accountable, but like you want to be able to be in the club of people who do these things and you're not just in that club if you do them, you're in that club if you do them and other people know you do them like being on the overly yeah. swim team <laughs> that were <one> just kidding <laughs> my head right
0: like yeah or any like any community swim team like private
1: pool situation in which everyone is really cool right so like it's not yeah. just th- like it's a thing because all the other people are there and they see you there and you post mm-hmm. your pictures hmm hmm and you post your pictures
0: and and the the difference is and you post your pictures and you look back at them and you keep there's the people the viewer side who see it and they're like damn and then there's the you side who made it and you can return to like here is proof that this is who i am and this is what i can achieve there's this idea of like you know the factative ritual having material consequences. Um, increased material well-being either purifying you or strengthening you or whatever Um, and that idea in these 20th century anthropologists idea of transformation is you know a positive I'm
1: reading my notes like backwards oh my gosh you are reading from the Torah (laughs) (laughs) that was pretty
0: good wait tangent and I think it's important Joanna and I both were hired or we were interviewing for this retail job in college and this particular business had a store that only sold Christmas items as well as you know like a, a different kind of gift shop. And during my interview, there was no question about my religious
1: affiliations. But what did they ask you, Joanna? They asked me if I was Jewish. And I'm Which not is Jewish. Illegal. It is illegal, and, you know, we should have brought it up. We should have known red flag right from the start. Yeah. It was a Christmas
0: shop, obviously, in Williamsburg,
1: <laughs> Those
0: people yeah. were what you would expect. Anyway. And we made literally $7.25. That was crazy. Yeah. Wow. So many hours sweeping that store, listening to fucking... I can't even, but Luke Combs or something. I don't know. There was one country album that they loved that they always
1: played. I listened to a lot of um, the Valley, Frankie Valley and the Seasons over at the Christmas shop. Because I'm not Jewish. I was allowed to work at the Christmas shop, (laughs) but not Christina. (laughs) Like, I don't. Yeah, I I never worked over there. I always wondered how that, like, delineation happened i don't know i think i look more jolly than you do i guess damn i maybe i was just
0: honestly a bad worker because i would there was a bigger staff at the other store so i could just do oh not as much but if but at the
1: christmas shop you were probably working a lot harder than me they wanted someone better over there i did i was thinking about this the other day i received checks What I like, you paid in check? Well, okay, yes, but I might, I mean, like I like at the cash we accepted checks. Isn't that wild? Why? Wait,
0: but I feel like I I remember when I was little watching people pay for groceries groceries with checks.
1: Yeah, you could. I think a lot of like I don't know what year that would actually be. I mean, I was about to say that would be interesting to look it up, but then I was like, wait, that wouldn't be interesting to. look up right now but yeah no i think you like it was a thing um this was like circa 2016 Mm -hmm. though in 2017 when we were working here when i think there was like far past a thing to pay for anything with checks yeah it's just all the old people in williamsburg yeah virginia not brooklyn
0: Mm. or wherever. well the cool williamsburg is not there
1: I didn't know that. I guess that makes sense. Never mind.
0: More people think of that than the Virginia one.
1: Anyway. Well, I was going to say, I didn't know that was the cool Williamsburg.
0: Oh, well, I think it's a little obvious. I guess. All right. We'll go back to what I was trying to say. Okay. So I was trying to say that this idea of transformation in terms of anthropological ritual Has this factative connotation in which transformation means the end result will be productivity. It'll be strength. It'll be purification, protection, da da da. Right. And then that makes me think of when you open the little skincare video, morning routine video, and it's like, transform my skin with me or how I transformed my skin in two weeks. And that transformation. Is also about betterment. It's about improvement, and it's doing the same thing. <laughs> it's like purifying my skin by making it less have acne, and also I'm better than you, a little bit. Well, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. It's I a mean, like think- social clout because, like, one, I was able to achieve this thing in which I transform my skin to to be this this idealized kind of skin. But it also means that I have the knowledge and I can show you yeah. I have the power.
1: Yeah. I think the knowledge is a big thing. I know which products. I know which methods. The other thing that it makes me think of, too, is, like, diligence, mm. and which I feel like is a big thing. Like, you know, it makes me think of <laughs> – I don't know why we're really, like <laughs> – turning the wheels of time back this episode actually this isn't that far long ago i don't know what i'm saying but christina and i also took a tai chi class together where we learned a bit about um the ancient philosophers of china i feel like diligence was a big thing and also when i took karate diligence is like a big thing Mm -hmm. in um those practices Mm mm-hmm Yeah, because it's not – you are – it's not just that you do the routine, but you are committed to doing the routine routinely or your ritual routinely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing that we see, you know, with the the conversation surrounding productivity. And if you just do these things every single day for the rest of your life until you die – Your house will not be that dirty. Your skin will be more clear. You can live a more beautiful, fulfilling life if you stick to the plan. (laughs) And this idea of diligence is, yeah, I mean, it's been in existence forever with, with people, with, you know, organized with religion, with, like, you know, any schools of thought, like, just just do these oh you know that book that's like seven habits for
1: the highly what's it called successful businessman this, is that what it's called <laughs> i don't know i know what you're meaning i think it's just oh like seven business. habits
0: for okay <laughs> the the book that is more known is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, but the book that was in my house that I never read that I was always so pissed about just like seeing dog-eared around my house somewhere, which was definitely a manipulative tactic by my mother, was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. (laughs) That book was like clearly so like dog-eared, like messy, like red cover to cover, and just like traveling around my house. What does I that mean? Up.
1: What is the definition of an effective teen? Someone who's causing a ruckus. Be proactive. Be a leader. Turn setbacks into triumphs. Begin
0: with the end in mind. Set a goal. Put things first. Prioritize. These are all the same thing. Think win-win. Compromise. That. Is the
1: parents here's Seek my definition and then to be understood what at least one caper, <laughs> <laughs> plenty of hijinks, right? A whirlwind romance, <laughs> right? If it's about like being the most teen you can possibly
0: teen, like hijinks, car sex, or whatever, something. <laughs> You know? Okay, so, transformative. We talked a little bit about the aesthetics of these kinds of videos, and Joanna talked about her, like, kind of emotional, mental reaction, psychological reaction to those kinds of videos. And I want to talk about the production of them, because I think that it has a lot to do with, you know, purification and transformation, because it feels like when you watch these, because it's cut from something ugly to something beautiful, or something messy to something clean, or something—I don't know—somehow off kilter and now and now set back to where it's supposed to be. Um, a dirty countertop or a full countertop becomes like a clean white space again. Um, that feels like magic, you know, when you make it and when you watch it, it feels like very satisfying as if you snap, you've snapped your fingers and now you've made all of this change. When in reality, when you think about the way that these things are formed and created and edited and stuff, like it does take hours to find the right light, to Find the right angle to film your apartment that's as messy as you're okay with people seeing it be messy, not as messy as maybe it actually gets. Me personally, since I had COVID, my apartment was fucking terrible. Like I hadn't had anyone in my apartment. Like no one, no human has set foot in here for a month, it's just me. And that is because I was sick and traveling. And then also because I let my apartment get terrible just like I usually like tidy at least like like I'm not good at like daily cleaning Joanna knows that but I'll take one day to like really clean and I wasn't even doing that and so I just had like cups everywhere and clothes because I live alone and like oh, my pants are uncomfortable actually my jeans are on the floor right there um and I would just take off my clothes and so I like couldn't walk around my apartment because my clothes were in every doorway and that's not something that I would put on the internet but I would maybe throw a jacket on my couch in a way that looked messy right making the video allows you and I'm more interested in the making of it because I think as viewers we know how it makes us feel like you know we're jealous we wish that our lives could be that way. We want to be able to achieve all of those things every morning. Like What the routine posits is that this person does this every single day? This person wakes up and makes their bed and looks really nice somehow when they do that? So I'm not super interested. Like, I feel like I've talked about the viewership of this kind of thing and just in many ways like you want to be like them it's aspirational la 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 but also like the power in the making the thing is so crazy because you're like okay now I'm inventing this version of myself who does this every day and I feel like if I were to make a morning routine video I would be like well damn I only do like four things I gotta like make this video more interesting so like what if I were a person who had all not just coffee in the morning but also like lemon water I see other people doing that sure I'll add that to the routine um should I put on video me scooping my cat litter (laughs) should I put on video me like taking (laughs) like taking a shit in the morning (laughs) like
1: is that not Joanna didn't even laugh. She didn't even cry. I did laugh. Wait, that. I laughed about Afro's poop, not about your poop. <laughs> <laughs> like these are the things that do happen in the morning.
0: Yeah. And it's just like a curation of this idealized version of a morning. Um, that the creator of it, I I'm really just guessing, does not achieve daily.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because like, and I'm really having a lot of new thoughts that I've never thought before as you're explaining this. Yes, keep saying them, say them. So what's interesting to me is you are your example of how your life opposes a life of routine is your apartment that was thrown into chaos when you got sick and when you were traveling, you were thrown (laughs) out of your routine and you Mm -hmm. talked about cleaning that mm-hmm. you weren't usually you tidy up a routine that maybe doesn't happen every day but maybe it happens once a week that's pretty routine. Yeah, but you were obviously thrown out of your routine, and you didn't clean up, and it piled up. And so, what when you said that it was really interesting to me because I a little bit feel like sometimes we attack the routine itself. Right, Like, Mm -hmm. it's crazy if you have lemon water and a matcha (laughs) and a coffee in the morning, far too many drinks for one person. But honestly, like, it's the content creation mm -hmm. and like the idea that this person is a business who is promoting themselves or selling themselves and we're consuming it like it's normal. You know, things would be perfect when Mm -hmm. routines do seem pretty important. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah I'm just trying to wrap my head around that
0: yeah you're like saying I have holes in my argument no I'm not
1: saying you have holes because I think that's exactly what you said because you're talking about I'm addressing them soon (laughs) you knew the holes were there all along I have many holes Joanna (laughs) (laughs) but no it's it is just yeah Mm. yeah. Uh, you know i'm probably setting setting it up just how you wanted it to be teed up (laughs) talk about routine
0: i have to tell you something really weird i did last night i you know like those memes about like oh i have free will now i'm gonna like punch the wall or something (laughs) last night i was like I was just you know get out of the shower and like here's a routine I have I get out of the shower I dry myself I put lotion on and then I put on my clothes and I hadn't put on my clothes yet but I was like I never just like hanging around naked and then I was like I mean what is there even to do and then I was like oh I kind of need to stretch and then I started like stretching my arm back. And then in the mirror, I was like, oh, like softball players like really like whip their arm around. And then I was like trying so hard to like do a softball pitch uh-huh. in the mirror last night. And then I was like, that was weird. And then I tried <laughs> to do it with both, with both arms at the same time. Yeah. And that was really hard and hurt a lot. And it makes me wonder do people not just like throw their shoulder off of their. Like, isn't there a lot of injury in that kind of pitching?
1: There is injury, but also, you know, their muscles would be, since they have done it so frequently and diligently, their muscles would be more built up to prevent injury.
0: Next. Yeah, I think that, like, what's crazy about this kind of thing is, like, that magical quality of snap your fingers, wiggle your nose, whatever, click your heels, and there's been a transformation when you watch the video. So when the viewer watches the video, they're like, damn, I really wish that was my life. And then when the creator watches the video, they're like, look at me. Like I, like, this is the version of myself that I really want to be, that I can be. I know I can be. When like in reality, the version of themselves that they're looking at is the version of themselves that like spent half of a day shooting this video. And that's, at least in my eyes, a different achievement than doing a skincare routine every day. What you've done is like, You've created a production in which a person washes their face and does all these chores and stuff. I'm not. This isn't to say like that rituals are bad or that you know routine content is bad or whatever. Um, And Joanna had pointed out that like I was saying that when my routine was in flux, I felt out of balance and I felt frustrated, and that generally with the non-religious context is what like ritual and routine can give to us, you know, it gives us predictability and stability. It can calm our anxiety. Um, There are some studies referenced in this um, BBC article that one in particular talks about pregame rituals and talks about like how players are less anxious and because they're because they do their ritual and then when they're less anxious they perform better it's just another thing that really comes back to control and it might not be like when I hold this crystal and I have like this this crystal in my window I forget what the crystal is but I bought it because it was like abundance and then I found out later oh wait no I bought Isaiah one that was for abundance and then i found out later that that was actually like abundance infertility
1: so
0: i bought him like a fertility crystal which is not something that he's looking for in his life right now but you know holding a, a rose quartz to your heart and like hoping that you'll find love every day doesn't necessarily mean that you'll find love tomorrow but like it does i think honor the
1: anxiety that you have about it and, and put it into something else. Yeah, I was going to say about so backing up just to about the routine and control, something I didn't say at the top, but a time like when I was saying a time when I was particularly gravitating towards routine content, specifically mm-hmm. morning routines, has been as I've entered the workforce. And that's a time when you're dedicating eight hours of your day to something out of your hands, right? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like curating a morning routine or a nighttime routine seems even more important because that's your time. Mm -hmm. And any time that isn't spent on yourself or in your personal endeavors or whatever you value really feels like a waste, even though that's not true. And in reality, you know, there should be more times in the day that you can like do things for yourself. But that's what it feels Mm -hmm. like. It really feels like, you know, I have X amount of time before I, you know, go and disembody (laughs) at work. Mm -hmm. Like what can I jam into this time Mm -hmm. that is for me? Um, And so that's like the part of control, right? That like, what can I, how can I control my time with my routine? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Something that I learned from, like a separate project, Um, I interviewed this psychiatrist or sorry, this psychologist at VCU about thing, you know, stuff that we have in our houses. That why do we curate space? Why do we hold on to memorabilia? Like, what's that? What's the psychological reason for that? And she said this thing about memory that I think really is relevant to this discussion which she was saying, like, when you hold on to when you inherit something from a family member, like a like a physical object, or you hold on to something from your childhood, it's a memory for you. Yes. And but it means something more than that. Like it's part of your personal narrative. And it allows you to like, pick up an actual object and interact with your memory on a kind of physical level. And that will trigger even more memory and will allow you to I don't know, enter that when like person was alive or when we were really young. And I think that ritual is the same like physical interaction with the things that are going on in our heads, like a skincare routine. And the people online do say this, but it just feels so like unreal coming out of their mouths because of like everything that we know about people clearly having this other motive of like wanting us to buy the things that they're using or like you know the production behind it there really is something to doing the same thing every day or every week or like when you are in a certain state because it does allow you to have control and it does let you like honor the thing and put it into something else like I splash water on my face and I am calm because at least I, I put some like I've I've changed my physical state and somehow like I can I can stop being anxious. I wipe down my countertop and I put away all my dishes and now my kitchen is clean and I can walk into my kitchen and not think, oh my God, I'm a dirty slob, you know? Mm -hmm. Like the way that we change our physical space with objects, which is what I was talking to the psychologist about, it does matter. And when we put that into a routine or a ritual when we can like, you know, give physical space, physical change to a thing that's happening in our heads. It kind of takes the power away from that thing that is living in your head, like especially anxiety or feeling of lack of control um, and allowing you to like take action with it. And so I think that there's a lot of strangeness, and like panopticonness and performativeness in the content around routine. But like, I think routine itself has obviously been proven to be something that does help us. And it feels really, it feels, a not really, I would say it feels a little cheap when you get it from that TikTok algorithm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that there is certainly something to it.
1: I feel like this whole episode has just given me like a bigger appreciation for like the totality of routines, like how we were Mm -hmm. saying with skincare, you know, like you said, this is how my skin changed in two weeks. The video you're seeing is not, you know, every moment in those two weeks spent actually performing the routine. It's not other parts of the routine that might have like nutrition or hydration that goes with, you know, clearing up your skin it's not the research. It's not like the genetics that all factored Mm -hmm. into like that routine being successful or like the privilege that you have to have clean water that you're using. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's just kind of what is really interesting to me is like thinking about like the totality of routines and like all of the little things that come together to make these parts of our lives that like are so, like, structural or, or are so significant. Um, I feel like I just keep bringing up the bot mitzvah thing, but, right, like, your bot mitzvah is one day or your confirmation is one day, but you've spent years, you know, of religious education. And then more recent to that time, you have intense religious education where you're learning a language, right? That's what you do. Mm -hmm. You learn to read Hebrew or you memorize these verses. Like a lot goes into that. And what we see is just one part, but really like if you're a part of the culture, that's what you're celebrating is like the totality Mm -hmm. of that routine, Mm -hmm. which I feel like I've just really liked appreciating more as we've been discussing it in this episode.
0: Yes. And I think the thing that is what feels cheapened to me, I think is the jealousy aspect in which I am watching it. And I now feel obligated to add more things onto my plate to feel as you know productive or pure as this other person. And I think that that has more to do with you know the ills of social media do people say ills the ills yeah sure the the things that are bad about social media unless yeah unless about like the idea of routine and I've been thinking about routine a lot recently because for the past like three years I've been in this graduate program where my classes like in college you have classes like all day kind of but like in grad school you have classes that are mostly at the end of the day and then in my program specifically I'm teaching in the morning so I have this like I have to do stuff in the morning I have a weird amount of time in the middle of the day and then I have to go to class and then I have to make sure I do stuff to teach I have to make sure I do stuff to go to class but then I also am in this program to be writing so I also have to find time to be writing and none of these things I don't have to like Show up to a place to plan my class or read for class or write or whatever. So, like, I have to create a routine for myself in that way, which is a difficult thing to do. And on top of that, I do have this other job. And I've been like, oh my God, I just want a job. Like, I think I actually do just want a job where I work from nine to five and that's it. (laughs) And I don't have to make all these other decisions about Mm -hmm. like, how to prioritize my own time um, in order to achieve all of these things that feel really disjointed. And I also just really want two consecutive days off, Mm -hmm. which I haven't had (laughs) in forever. Like I have not had routinely two days off um, in a row for years. And that would be awesome. But I do have all this like random pockets of free time. And then when I have that free time on a Tuesday, I can't treat it like a Saturday because I feel like it's Tuesday and I should be doing something else. But really, this is my day where I should I have the time to lay down on my couch. Mm -hmm. This is kind of just me going on a rant about what I've been thinking about my routine recently. But this is the selfie season. It is the selfie season. Ugh, you're right. I can talk about myself all I want. So that's just where I'm at. And I like have no factative, <laughs> I have no like, <laughs> I have no um a- like action that I want to take after this, like in terms of routine, like I haven't really thought about that. But I did say last episode that I've been trying to like purposefully move my body. And for the past three days, I went on a walk and then I went on another walk and then I went on a bike ride. That's amazing. That's pretty big. And today I might do a little, a little bit of yoga. And last night I practiced softball pitches too. That's amazing. So, yeah, yeah I've been doing a lot too and en- engage with my body. So,
1: yoga is really important, and I feel like every day I don't do it, my body is like incrementally suffering. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's just a good way to get out of your head. I'm slow in my head. Um, but yeah, that's the epi. Just something I've been thinking about. And thank you so much for listening to it. I feel like it's just interesting to think about ritual and routine and the way that it's presented to us and the way that we can do something about our own routines. And I just this just came from a seed in my head that was just like, Why does this feel so culty? And I really thought I was going to go into this and be like, This is fucked up and culty. And then I was like, Okay, damn. Like, I guess people really have been doing rituals forever and they like help. So, <laughs> damn. I love to be proven wrong.
1: I think it's just chalk another thing up that capitalism ruins. Yeah, like.
0: They're right. It is really, probably really nice to wake up and like have lemon water every morning.
1: I did that for a little bit.
0: I like lemon water, but I don't
1: like,
0: I don't like have like, I just don't care. enough.
1: (laughs) I did it mostly because I was like, I should drink water before I drink coffee to have, because sometimes I'll drink my coffee and then it's noon and I'm like, oh, I didn't drink anything except coffee this morning. Mm hmm. And then there was just something about lemon water that made it, like, more accessible than plain water. Yeah, just, like, fun. Like, like, okay. a, like this is my first drink. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Something that I like to do when I think of it, which isn't all the time. Firstly, I want to preface this by saying I really prefer cold water. I like to sip on very cold water. But I don't drink it as fast, obviously, because it's, like, cold in my mouth. So, I when I remember to do it before I pour coffee into my mug I put like tap water in it and I chug it really fast.
1: That's a great routine.
0: Yeah, I'm like yeah, it's a pretty good routine when I remember to do it, but I'm like I just drink as much water as I'm about to have coffee. Good for me. Try it out if you feel like it. Make it a game. Try to do Actually, it in like 3 gulps. <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> it's like the lazy version of it, you know. Yeah. And then I like the tap water cuz it's like very easy. You know, like you can't
1: shotgun A cold beer. I only drink tap water. I don't drink cold water. Oh, okay. Unless I've been like really sweating, which honestly is more often than (laughs) (laughs) not. If you have a routine
0: that you do every day that you want to share with us, I want to hear it. I think one for me that I do every day is take care of my cat. And that honestly helped my mental health, getting a cat. I have a little companion. I have to get out of bed or she will be very mean. It's like having a little bully, a little enforcer. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our episode this week. We are very, both of us, very active on Instagram at how we live online. And you should follow it and tell your friends to follow it for updates for little easter eggs about what we're gonna be talking about and did you know tomorrow's easter yes what? well at the time of this video or excuse me podcast easter was yesterday joanna might be yeah so he is risen love you bye are you gonna say bye
1: bye <laughs> I god <forgot. laughs>